0: aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don.
1: And this is your Estate Planning Essentials podcast and radio program. And my name is Don Crawford, Jr., the honored owner of KWM Radio and co-host of this program, assertively seeking to protect your family, your assets, and you. And I'm sitting with my co-host, my attorney, who should be your attorney, our Dallas estate planning expert, Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael.
2: Hello, Don. How are you doing? I'm
1: doing fine. Thank you. It's Labor Day, basically. It's September. It's September. That means cool weather and football, and we can get out of this heat. Are you excited as I am?
2: Yeah, you know, usually it gets a little cooler as September goes on. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad about football season. Uh, yes. You know, it's just always, uh, I don't know, there's something about that. kind of It's you some excitement as to things that you want to see, or at least I want to see.
1: I couldn't agree more. Uh, it's in the air. And speaking of football... That's what we wanted to talk about today, Uh, not the the sport itself, but what's happening with an individual player, and the estate, and the litigation, and lawsuits, and it's disappointing, but it's life, and we want you to explain to the audience exactly what's happening with Michael Orr.
2: Yeah, for many people, you may remember Michael Orr, uh, if you saw the movie The Blind Side, Uh, I guess the people who are not familiar with football, the blind side usually sometimes, when the quarterback's not looking, it's on the side that he's not looking from. So you need like a tackle to protect you from the blind side. In this case, uh, and so in the movie, uh, as you may recall, and for those who saw it, it grossed over $300 million. Wow. Yeah, it was a very popular movie. Mm-hmm. It was a feel-good movie. A poor kid. His mom was drug addicted. They had a whole bunch of kids. Uh, and he was taken in by a wealthy family, Michael Orr. So it's based on a true story. Uh, the There was actually a book written about uh, the situation, The Patouille's who were the, the, the wealthy family who had who took in Michael Orr from the foster care system in Tennessee. Uh, took him into their home. Uh, they got the permission of the drug-addicted mom uh, to take him into the home. Uh, and he was uh, living at the home when he was about, about 16 or so years old. Um, the... And, and you felt really good that uh, that maybe some kid that may have had a life that uh, may have been a less than desirable life may have an opportunity to succeed. Um, the the twoies had made a lot of money in um, having franchise foods. They both went to the University of Mississippi, Ole Miss. Uh, in fact, uh, Mr. Tui, Sean Tui, the father in the in the movie and in real life, uh, had it play- was I think even a basketball star hmm. at the University of Mississippi, hmm. and Leanne, his wife, uh, was a cheerleader at the University of Mississippi. They were very uh, they're very big boosters of the University of Mississippi, Ole Miss. In fact. They even have, I think, the basketball practice area. This has their name on the uh, gym where they, the basketball players play. So they're very connected with Mississippi. They live in Tennessee. Well, the there's NCAA rules on who on recruiting. Boosters are not supposed to, you know do different things to try to get people to go to their university they can't give them gifts that could be against N.C.A. rules, much less maybe take them, give them food, clothing, whatever you need to have something more so at age 18 now so the laws of each state are different there's, um, so I'm not licensed in Tennessee I might add But we can make similar analogies to Texas. Guardianship of the person, guardianship of the estate. Well, anyway, before I even get into the legalities, let's kind of tell a little bit more for those to refresh memory, uh, for those who did not see the uh, award-winning movie. Sandra Bullock, if you may recall, Mm -hmm. was the mom, and she got like, I don't know, maybe an award for maybe best actress. This is a, the movie was, it seems like, oh, I don't know, 15 to 20 years ago, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I think it was somewhere around there. Okay. Uh, it was after, uh, actually right after the time of the draft when Michael Orr was drafted in the NFL. Michael Orr ended up going, by the way, to the University of Mississippi, uh, Ole Miss, uh, was a star tackle. He, he was very highly recruited. He was big, very big. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the exact dimensions, uh, but you know he, he was an offensive lineman. And offensive linemen are often uh, tall and big and strong, and he was that. 6'4",
1: 3'15". That's pretty go. big.
2: Yeah. We called him Biscuit. <laughs> biscuit over 300. Biscuit over Funny. They, they, that's what they used to talk about, uh, I think, Nate Newton of the Cowboys. But right. that's a different story. Okay. Uh, so the uh, uh, maybe that was – no, that was Refrigerator Perry. I think they called him Biscuit. I said Okay. Very funny. <laughs> anyway, well, uh, so uh, – he was a highly recruited player. He was actually a good basketball player, too. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he became a highly recruited football player. Uh, and uh, he not only went on to University of Mississippi, but he's a first-round draft pick of the Baltimore Ravens, if my memory is correct. Mm-hmm. He played eight years in the NFL. So uh, he he did. He was very successful as a football player. And so the twoies, uh Uh, And and I'm going to go back and forth on this because I'm not sure anything is perfect one way or the other. So they took him into the home uh, and uh, to, I guess you'd say, skirt uh, NCAA rules. They figured, they said, well, how can we get them, there's no problem if he goes to the University of Mississippi, Ole Miss? So what they did was they sought... A conservatorship. Now, um, if you under Tennessee law, uh, which is different than Texas, if you're under 18, you could seek guardianship. Texas, we it's there. You that's not the same thing that they call conservatorship. We call guardianship in Texas. So there's two different types of guardianship: guardianship of the person and guardianship of the estate. So what's the difference? On guardianship of the person, you're the one that usually makes medical decisions. Uh, you might deal with health insurance. Mm-hmm. Guardianship of the estate is dealing with your assets. Well, in Tennessee, they, the judge did something that was highly unusual. I've never heard of anything like this. They had well, so there's basically a limited type guardianship, and then there is full guardianship and dealing with all the assets. Uh, by the way, they did not, the two E's did not seek guardianship uh, before Michael or was age 18 as a senior in high school. Um, So after 18 in Tennessee, again, I'm not licensed in Tennessee. Do not take this as legal advice in Tennessee. uh, It's called conservatorship. So to get around the NCAA rules, they sought conservatorship of the person taking care of medical decisions so that the NCAA would not give a problem with him if he went to the University of Mississippi. He was also recruited by, uh, there was a you know, between LSU and Tennessee, I believe, and Ole Miss, and he decided uh, to go to Ole Miss. And I think in the movie, and I am could be mistaken, that in the movie they said, why do you want to go to Tennessee? And he said, this is where my family went. So it was a real feel-good movie. Um, you felt like, oh, somebody who had maybe been left in, you know, unfortunately in our system, uh, we took a life and made it a, a, uh, the rags-to-riches story, that we all, the Horatio Alger-type uh, thing, although it came from somebody who was a head a deprived situation, mm-hmm. what well, we would like to think of humanity, that we take care of the others. Um, anyway, so the conservatorship was very unusual, and I have never... An, uh, I must say I don't deal with guardianship, but you yeah. got to know about it. Uh, in Texas, when you do a conservatorship or, excuse me, a guardianship, similar to Tennessee law, you have to show that the person—usually, what happens—you have to show that they don't have—they have some sort of disability, usually an intellectual disability. So, in Texas. And I think similar in Tennessee. Usually you have to have a couple doctors say that the person lacked either mental capacity, something like that, some sort of intellectual disability before you're a guardian. And a lot of times you have an attorney even representing you. Why? Because you're taking away somebody's rights. So, what the, the judge did here that was very unusual is not only did he not have do- any doctors examine Michael Ward. You know, in the movie, they portrayed Michael Orr as, quite frankly, which upset Michael Orr, by the way. He never liked the movie. They portrayed him as some big, dumb kid.
1: Like he was shy and bashful yeah, and yeah, yeah. worried around everything around him.
2: Yeah. Mm. The reality is, Michael Orr wasn't dumb, mm-hmm. probably not. He, he made the dean's list at the University of Michigan. Did he really?
1: Wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah. And mm. so
2: we have this perception based on maybe the movie uh, that, or for maybe some people's stereotypes, uh, but the, uh, the poor guy is betrayed uh, and as uh, somebody who wasn't smart, and you know, under Tennessee law, you are supposed to show that the person is disabled before you take away their rights. Interesting. Well, Michael Ward, for whatever reason, and even with the mo- his mom's consent, said, okay, he was 18. Is this like a family? Uh, I'll consent to the conservatorship. Okay. So can you consent to giving away your legal rights? Well, I say legal rights, if you, um, now, under the, what the judge did, was he, in effect, said, anytime you sign any kind of financial thing, let's say, a contract. You have to get the approval of the Tui's. Now, the Tui's attorneys are saying he had his own NFL contracts he signed, he had his own agents, that this was merely done to get around NCAA rules. Okay? Okay. So they're admitting they just wanted to get around NCAA rules to be able to get him to go to the University of Mississippi. But he took away his rights. That was at age 18. By the way, he's now 37. Hmm. So for 19 years, the Tuie's have been the conservators. Oh, by the way, they haven't talked in 10 years. Who? Michael Warren. And they have been estranged for the last 10 years. He
1: and the parents? Yes. The two? I never They're knew that. They're
2: not parents. They're not parents. Yeah. Because they, were, they never adopted him. True. There's a difference hmm. between adoption if you're really, okay, so now I'm going to play devil's advocate. This doesn't mean that uh, one, I'm trying to take one side or the other. Please, don't take that. But if they really took him in the family, why didn't they adopt him? True. Okay? okay. Mm-hmm. Now, so adoption may be a lengthier process. The response of the attorneys for, my, uh, for the two, he says, this is just, right, frankly, it was quicker to get conservatorship. But it wasn't, and they said it was a limited conservatorship. But they had, the judge had this unusual position of giving basically a power of attorney to the TUIs. But it was, but when you have it, why wasn't it just a regular general durable power of attorney? Mm -hmm. If it was just a regular general durable power of attorney, you're not taking away somebody's rights. He's 18, he didn't have an intellectual disability. No. I just told you he got the dean's list. He graduated at the University of Mississippi. He's written a couple books. He's not somebody necessarily. It, it, now, I might add, in the, one of his books, he mentioned he was a conserv. He had a conservatorship. What's the difference between conservatorship and adoption? Well, we've talked on different shows about adoptions. Well, one of the things is if you're a child. If you're a child you have certain rights so for example on inheritance if, if there was nobody if somebody didn't have a will or whatever trust then okay well they may they may take the same share as a blood child um, we remember we did a show that was what do Jerry Jones Charlie Pride and Charles Manson have in common well, they all had kit, All had some sort of relationship that the, somebody wanted to take. I hate to say it that way. Okay. That they, wanted, they had some rights. I had a case this last week, and I'm going to tell you an awful story. It's a story of some—under Texas law, a, if you are not—if you're a child of the deceased— you might be entitled to a copy of the will or a copy of the trust. So if you're a child, you have certain rights. So I'm going to tell you a story. Unfortunately, we had done a trust for uh, a client. May he rest in peace. Because he died on Sunday a week ago. Mm-hmm. He hadn't talked to his son in five years. In fact, they you know we have notes in our files. We keep notes as to what the client tells us a lot of times. So the client five years ago said, I don't know, my son doesn't want to, uh, he doesn't want me to be in his relationship with his wife or his new child. Uh, I don't know what to do. And then two years later, he, had, he hadn't talked to him. He uh, and the son did call on Father's Day and told him to say, I wish you were dead. Happy Father's Day. Now... It's in our notes. Well, he dies. Before the body's cold, the attorney for the son, the one and only child, says, I want a copy of that trust. They're entitled to it. They're entitled to it. And, you know, you know I don't... But And then he's, the attorney starts asking me, how much is in the estate? It's all about the money. I hate to say it that way. But... That's the way it was, and that's the way it is. It's kind of like in the movie Zorba the Greek. If you remember Zorba the Greek, He, there was somebody died, and, and all these people started uh, coming into the house and started taking things. And then he said, oh, he's not quite dead yet. Oh, they go out, and then he dies again, and they go back in. It's like those vultures. Sorry, sorry. I wish I could say that everything is a perfect world, but now I'm taking it into my world, where we see, unfortunately... A lot of not so good things. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so if you have, if you were adopted, you have certain rights. Even the right in Texas to even see a will or whatever. So if he was adopted, he ha- might have some more rights than if he uh, other- otherwise under the conservatorship that actually occurred. He l- gave up his rights. He voluntarily gave up his rights to have somebody else be the one to making decisions on his contracts. Even though it was a limited guardianship of the person. It wasn't a guardianship of the estate. But when you're a guardianship of the estate, or in that case, a conservator of the estate, it's kind of like the Britney Spears. By the way, I didn't hear any free Michael War, and I'm questioning whether there should have been a free Britney, Britney, but that's a different story. You're funny. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, So in that case, in Britney Spears' case, her dad was in charge of the money. In this case, it was kind of a... You're not supposed to be, you're in charge of money, but we're not calling that. We're going to just give you consent. There's not going to be doctors. There's not going to be anybody, any attorney representing you. We just say that you gave up your rights. Michael Ehr is now not so happy about that.
1: And we want to talk about that because there's a lot more to the story uh, that's already 20 minutes into the program. So I want to talk about your workshop coming up, Michael, because this is a perfect springboard into that. You have questions. You have concerns. Michael Orr was very confused for quite a while or knew what was going on from the beginning and didn't say anything. And I have my opinions as to how the twoies justified this, and I'll bring them up in a second. But I do want to talk about that free estate planning essentials workshop on Saturday, September the 23rd at 10 o'clock. You may have guardianship, conservatorship questions, which Michael really doesn't deal with, but he understands it completely. Or other issues regarding government assistance or estate planning, Michael. Those workshops. What goes on there?
2: Well, it's a free estate planning workshop. Estate planning essentials workshop. People ask questions about, uh, usually about wills or trust or powers of attorney or Medicaid issues or veterans' benefits issues. We never know. It's anything related to estate planning, uh, and so we ask people what they want to know, and we never know what the questions are going to be at mm-hmm. a time. We've been doing them for over ten years, and every time, every workshop is different. We call it a workshop because it's interactive because we ask you what you want to know. We answer your questions in that two-hour free estate planning essentials workshop. if you do go to the free estate planning essentials workshop, we also give one more bonus, and that is a free one hour vision with meeting with me. So you get three free hours of legal, legal education without any cost. I should be, re, I would be remiss, of course, if I didn't say remiss. That, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> there I go. There you go. <laughs> we don't need to talk about this. Yeah, he knows where we're going with this because, as you know, for those people who listen to this show on a regular basis and for those people who do go to the workshop you get a free KAAM coffee mug who can ask for any more thing more. Yeah. Don mentioned at the beginning of this show that things are getting cooler. We'll see. But they are getting cooler, and so you need that coffee coffee cup for your Joe in it to warm up the cockles of your heart. So, yes, 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 they're clamoring for that free KWM coffee mug. The real reason why people go to the workshop is to get the three free hours of legal education. I hope it's (laughs) the latter. And so to go to the workshop, all you have to do is call 214 720 O one oh two. That's two one four seven two oh one oh two or sign up online at Dallaselderlawyer dot com. Dallaselderlawyer.com.
1: So the Tui's. I wanna make one point. Do you think they can rationalize this by saying if it weren't for us and therefore just sign yeah. this, we'll take care of you, et cetera, et cetera. And then he came to his census 20 years later and said, you know, this is probably not really fair. You should have adopted me. But they listened to their attorney, and the attorney said, you'll have, as you and I talked about even before this program, control.
2: Yeah. You know, so we'll, I, a lot's going to come out that we don't know the answers to uh, at this time. I mean, you could look at things in different ways, and it does raise a lot of questions. On one hand, the twoies, hey, they did a good thing. They took him into their home. They made him be able to have the opportunity which gave him uh, the chance to not only get a free college education, he played eight years in the NFL. That's a hundred million really-
1: dollars at least probably.
2: Yeah, he is now, a, and now he's famous because of the blind side. Now on the blind side, by the way, it's not that you get a percentage of the movie generally. Mm-hmm. Usually, they, because they're using their name, image, and likeness, they want to give the family members something. I think in this case, and I've read various things, generally it's around 225000 to each of the family it's members.
1: It's a fixed finite amount, and that's that, and go away? Well,
2: sometimes they may give you like a percentage of the residuaries. I've read that the... The big they,
1: stars get that, yeah, I think.
2: They, they may get 2.5%. I read that someplace okay. uh, of the residuaries, but I don't know the exact details. But, you know, really what makes a movie is not... They may pay something for, in this case, either the book or the movie. Okay. But it's really the actors and mm-hmm. the actresses and the producers, etc., cetera, mm-hmm. directors, uh, they really make it a movie. And, you know, it was based on a story. And, of course, they made it even feel better than maybe it actually turns out to be. And, unfortunately, with all that's going on right now, that feel-good story, whenever we see what the final results will be, you're never going to look at it the same anymore. Mm. You're going to look at it in a different light. No doubt. Because now you're saying, well, what happened? Michael Orr is going to say, and we're going to find out, now they have to have an accounting. Uh, so when you have a, well, I'll call it guardianship of the estate, in their case conservatorship, just like in California, it's called conservatorship. Uh, the, when you have an estate... You're supposed to do an annual accounting. Well, there hadn't been an annual accounting in 19 years. They gave up their, by the way, one of the demands of Michael Orr's lawsuit. So as you know, he sued the the twoies, uh and said, "Hey, I don't want a conservatorship anymore. I just learned about that this wasn't an, an adoption, but that's not exactly true." I'll say on that on that on. It he had in his book that he knew was a conservatorship at the time he said well it's just kind of like it's like we're family and he just didn't really a lot of you know most people aren't into legalese they don't know the difference between conservatorship guardianship uh, or adoptions but from an attorney standpoint it's a different story well anyway so he is now suing to see ask for an accounting um, Shortly after this show, in the next week or two, they're supposed to come up uh, with the accounting. Uh, and uh, and then we're going to see, and they're going to want to see, too, if the Tui's took advantage of his name, image, and likeness. And we, you know, with in NCAA sports, you talked at the beginning of the show about uh, college season is right here, football season. Well, now, name, image, and likeness has been around for a long time. But it wasn't until college athletes uh, were able to take advantage and be paid for their name, image, and likeness that are so now popular in recruiting that we really came into vogue. We had a show uh, last year about the Ruthie, I think it was, about Mm -hmm. the name, image, and likeness of a particular barmaid that uh, was talented in a way that we're not gonna discuss today. Mm -hmm. But 20 years later, they had her image on a brewing company that the estate went after. So name, image, and likeness Mm -hmm. is gonna be key. Did the Tuohys profit from his name and image and likeness in any way?
1: And he wants compensatory and punitive damages.
2: And he he also says something about the blind side, but that should be easy to trace. Mm -hmm. You should be able to see what the contracts are, how much people were to be paid. That shouldn't be difficult. But I think the part that's going to be interesting is on the name, image, and likeness and see if there was anything uh, anything rotten in Denmark or any shenanigans going on. Uh, You know... It's not a perfect world no it's very nice of the two E's that gave him the opportunity now they're you know but again is it a money grab? Yeah. well some people would say and maybe so on the other hand if they used his name image and likeness oh well. Okay, did you do that you did that without his consent? Did you not pay him for that? <laughs> so and, it remains to be seen. And no
1: offense to attorneys, but there are attorneys involved in this, and maybe they got a hold of the Tui's years ago or decades ago and said, do this. Maybe somebody got a hold of Michael Lor in the last year and said, did you realize this? And here we are. But thankfully, your heart is different than maybe theirs, or I know it is for sure. And the audience can rest assured that Michael will be leading with his heart when he helps you. Attend his next workshop to see for yourself what I'm talking about. And then you'll know because you'll see Michael in action. That workshop is Saturday, September the 23rd at 10 o'clock. To sign up for that free State Planning Essentials Workshop, it's free. Dial 214 720 214 720 Go to Dallas Elder. Lawyer.com, Dallas Elderlawyer.com. Michael Cohen. I thank you, sir.
2: Thank you. The record shows.
1: I took the blows and did it my
0: way. A leading estate planner practicing law for decades in Dallas, Texas. Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the Texas and federal laws. The next step to that end is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com and sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102.